go video game on them, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's just a fun story. I, I, I used to play the NASCAR video game a bunch and, uh, yeah, God, I can it's remember good. back in the day, like before they put these these things to stop it, like there would always be a kid, like it's a young child that would go the opposite direction, you know, after he started losing and like it would just oh, run dude, it, I, I know. Run it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> good we're in that inter period you know that inner halloween thanksgiving kind of period yeah it's a great time of year yeah I, i've noticed a lot of the christmas decorations are coming out over here like people it's are... the most wonderful <laughs> time of the year <laughs> <laughs> try to give you a little harmony there a PlayStation 5 would make me cheer. <laughs> <laughs> that could have gone a lot better, but I had to think of something. Yeah, I'm not ready for Christmas yet. I, I'm ready to, like, I guess, enjoy fall. There's a lot. This is an awesome time of year, dude. Like the football and like the leaves. The change. weather, man. Yeah. I live south of the border, man. It's so hot all the time. And right now I'm looking out the window and it's super cloudy. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do a little yeah. bit of gardening after this. That's right. Yeah. I garden. Uh, I garden. Nice. I got a machete. You saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Don't How make me pull it out again, man. I still hear the sound. Like. <laughs> 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 oh, that was yeah. a fun Halloween episode. Yeah. Well, let's kick this thing off, man. Um, do you want to do the intro? Uh, sure. Welcome, everybody, man. Come on. Yeah. What are you doing? Don't be rude. All right. Open the door. Wanna, we got people outside. <laughs> get in here and welcome gamers, non-gamers, PVEers, PVPers, and even NPCs, because we don't discriminate here at the New Wave Gaming Podcast. I'm, yeah. I'm Chuck Tomahawk. And I'm Ovox. Yeah. Yeah, and welcome, we're here everyone. To bump you up. we're here to pump you up and talk about some gaming if this is your first time here welcome Uh, we appreciate you joining us we like to talk about uh well gaming of course but mostly kind of like our nostalgic experiences and those of many from back in the day since gaming began uh and how it has evolved over time up to what gaming is now and all of the experiences we love and share today and of course Some other topics come up in there, and I think this is one of those days when we're going to have a little fun and talk about kind of whatever we want, right, Chuck? Whatever (laughs) uh, everyone's chatting about on the interwebs. It's a DLC episode, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. New Wave Gaming DLC, downloadable chit-chat. Down with the trend. (laughs) Yeah, down with the trend. Um, So, uh, I mean... But we got some hot topics today, right? We want to, we're going to save the best for last. We're going to talk a little about God of War, Ragnarok. And of course, this is going to be spoiler free because it only did release a few days ago, right? Chuck, I think it was released on um, Wednesday. Yeah, I think a lot of folks are playing through that right now. (laughs) Are you getting your little, are you getting a little uh, God of War action in? Uh, I did. I I never got to play the first one. Like, like, you know, during its like, like I think the 2018 time period, I was kind of Xbox only, um, so ah. so I didn't have access to it. I, I I would like be at a friend's house and see him, you know, fighting these giant, 
<laughs> you know, bosses and, uh, yep. yeah, just didn't really have a chance to play. So, uh, yeah, really for just a little bit of research last night, I, I, you can get on PlayStation plus and get that thing for free right now with, uh, if you've, if you've got that, uh, membership. If and, you got, yeah, yeah, you gotta have that top shelf membership though, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see you smiling over there. You slide yeah. off. It's a little <laughs> deceiving because they kind of put the price up there and then there's a download button beside it. You know, it's like, uh, is this really, really for, really for free? Like, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I shot that thing down last night and, uh, and got started on it. Um, yeah, it's a story. It's a long. Oh man. So you're talking about a uh, God of War 2018, which would be the first installment in the Norse mytholo- mythology. Rather. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I played that one as well. Um, so we're definitely going to dive into that tort at the end. So stick around. Don't 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 bail on us. We got some great stuff before that. We want to talk about uh, another game that might be coming out called Blight Survival. Man, I'm really excited for that. Man, I hope that becomes. A thing, and we'll explain what we mean by that here in a little bit. And Chuck T, you had a topic that at first I was like, "Huh? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. CPUs and and what?" <laughs> yeah. So drop it on us. I drop saw us. like a little, I think a blurb on it, like a little short video that that led me to a, a larger video on YouTube uh, where, like, uh, basically in Minecraft. They, there's a, a substance called redstone that, that has kind of allowed them to make like the rudimentary things you need to make a computer, like a gate, I think is what they called it, like where it can, you know, kind of be a plus or a zero or a one type thing, like like sort of how, you know, the, the okay. most basic. Well, don't, um, don't, don't give everyone too much info, just that we want to save the yeah. good stuff for the main topic, but like. Just yeah. bare bones. What what did you find? What did you what are we gonna get into here? Yeah, I think the most exciting part to me is that that they were able to simulate Minecraft inside of Minecraft. You can play Minecraft on this computer that they built. Like so they're playing Minecraft inside of Minecraft. And wait, where did they build the computer? In Minecraft. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. In, oh you know, my gosh, yeah, man. Yeah, See, yeah. like that's what I'm saying. Like at first I was like what like but when um when when i started looking into it i was like there's no way in heck we're not talking about this <laughs> you know what like i think what we need to talk about is how do we do this in arc is what <laughs> <laughs> no man stop stop can you imagine i mean i've already been working okay. on it yeah. like, i can't imagine there's, there's a lot to be said about yeah. this achievement that these these uh gamers because you know these uh, Let's save it. Let's save it for here in a little bit. We're going to yeah. get into that as well, and it's fascinating. Um, but man, I got to just to get this podcast popping off right out of the, you know right out of the gate. Uh, other day, you know, I wake up, and I'm, yeah, we're going to get this one going with a little pre conversation. I wake up, uh, and I'm you know I'm you're you got we we all have our uh, routine in the morning, so I'm in there in the bathroom, you know sitting on the throne and I get a message from Chuck Tomahawk, you know, about NASCAR. <laughs> and I just found it amazing, dude. Like, like I had a big smile on my face, like, you know, Chuck Tomahawk, guy from Tennessee, sending me a picture of uh, content about NASCAR Imagine while I'm that. on the throne at like eight in the morning. <laughs> Breaking news. And I pull it up and it said something about a NASCAR uh, racer doing... Uh, moves just like in video games mm. and i was like what man like i i pulled it open and but what, what was this all about you got to bring <laughs> drop it on us 
Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's there's this cat named Ross Chastain um, that's kind of one of the up and coming drivers there in NASCAR, and and uh, the way the season works, it kind of gets down to the the a playoff system in the end, and uh, each it starts out I think around sixteen drivers and goes to twelve, and to eight, and uh, and I, I think. It, I'm not sure if there's one more more tier before this, but at the very last one, which was the race that he was in, it drops down to four drivers that in the next race, whoever finishes the best out of those four drivers is going to win the championship for the year. It's like, you know, what they've raced 32 races to get Dang. up to. And um, he... Uh, so it's kind of like a... Like if you're in a football, it's kind of like a playoffs race. Yeah, like 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 the the like super important. Yeah, the 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 conference championship essentially. Like like to see who's going to the the big show, you know, and uh, yeah. So so he uh, he he's, he's if, in, if I may. Uh-huh. I'm sorry for stopping you, but I, I I'm curious, and uh, maybe you know anyone else that is, isn't in a NASCAR will have this question: What is the big show? Like, what is the main? they're going to it's a little deceiving because actually the first race of the year is the daytona 500 is often considered like the biggest show in the season yeah that but, seems familiar to me yeah but oddly enough like they race the, they do that at the beginning and then like throughout the year they 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 build up these points and and kind of have this you know who's in and out of the playoff systems and ultimately it's it's at like, like uh i think it's at phoenix raceway is, is where it's at and and uh they, um, yeah, they, it's, it's the end of the year, like, like where, the, you know, it's going to decide the championship, you know, as far as the points go. And in years okay. past, like this would just be a point system solely, like it wouldn't come down to this four driver. So, so it might be to a point like, no, it's already decided. So they made this system. So it would be decided in the last race, you know, which has kind of put some, some emphasis on this and, and, you know, this race leading up to it. And, uh, this guy, each driver has a spotter up on top of the, the grandstands and they're, they're looking down and enabled, um, you know, they've got also like computer tracking and all this. So, you know, they at any second know like where you stand as far as the playoffs go. And so he realized he was in fifth place and was going to be out of the playoffs and it's coming up on the last lap of this track called it's at Martinsville, Virginia, and they call it the paperclip because it's really small. And, Damn. and so, so really th- that worked in his favor. Like the speeds are down because the track is really short. Like it's only like a half a mile and it's really like sharp turns at the end. So like you basically floor it down the straightaway and then jump on the brakes and, and like make Damn. it around that corner and then floor it again. And, and like, so, yeah, yeah. And there's like the, the fastest route has always been around the very bottom. Like who's making that circle the smallest. So he knows he's got the outside and, and, you know, he, there's he, a picture of his, uh, sorry, there's a picture of his, uh, it looks like a Camaro. It says moose on the back. Yeah. yeah. So they, uh, they, they get this, uh, like I say, he's got a spotter up there and, he, and he's on the radio with him in his helmet there. And he's like, uh, the spotter says, you know, you need to get two, two spots. And he, he kind of like, you can tell like he thinks about it for a second, like, like, you know, and, and there's, it's just no way that that, that he can do that. And, and, uh, you know, and, and he and he asked him again, like, we got to have him like, like, there's no other way that this is going to work out. Like, you know, someone else not finishing or something, you know, and, and they say, yeah. And then, so it's like, he's in that part where you floored it going down the straightaway. And instead of slowing down for the corner, he just like keeps going and, and like, lets the momentum like carry him into the wall. And yeah. So where all the other drivers have slowed down to probably around, 
I would say 60, 70 miles an hour. He's going like 140. Like, you know, <laughs> just, like, wait, so what he's doing is, is just, and so, yes, instead of slowing down, he's, he's catching the wall and using it kind of like a, just basically, I think his goal was what, not just not slow down at all, or was he trying to he use it as good. well as kind of like a slingshot on the other end? He was going to, you know, like in, like in uh, Star Trek, in one of the original movies back in, you know, those older movies with uh, Kirk. I think in one of those they slingshotted around something to go into the. Remember, yeah. they did. They went around the sun in Star Trek Four. That's right. When they go back in, in time gravity, to San Francisco yeah. to save the whale. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? I do remember that. They do that to go, yeah. and it, and I think they did it in one of the old Superman movies too. Remember, he'd like fly really fast around the planet or something to and make time like go backwards. Yeah, even lately, yeah, man. Didn't like how things freaking Ross Chastain's trying to go back in time <laughs> in Virginia Beach. He's going, yeah, using I mean, them freaking Mario Kart moves. <laughs> it looked like he could go back in time. He was going so fast, like relative to those other cars, and. Like, like I must point out too that like these aren't the walls of old. Like, like I would say, ten years ago, they started making these softer walls. So instead of the wall being out of concrete, it's kind of like a styrofoam, like hard foam kind of situation. So, so there's a little bit of safety there. But I'll just say it, and like the chances of this working are slim. Like what what easily could have happened is that he just when he when he went to the wall it bounces him off of it and and into the other cars that are going incredibly slower than him and like it's just you know it knocks them out of their position they were finishing like it's just you know i think we've all seen videos of stuff like that (laughs) happening where like the guy will hit the clip the wall and just bounce back and just cause an entire wreck for everybody yeah and and, we've seen stuff like that yeah and so as soon as he starts hitting the wall like like it starts like you know all this water starts flying up and and like like i think it blows his radiator and like there's all kinds of debris coming off the wall like like i say it's almost like a disintegrating wall and and like he can't see anything but he's like holding it on there (laughs) like like yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) we pulled it off and I saw this interview with him and he said the first thing he saw, like he looked out and it was like the guy, Denny Hamlin, that he was trying to pat, that he had to get in front of, you know, and realize like he had done it. And yeah. I, so what happened? He, he, he made it like he, in that particular race, he finished, <laughs> I, I think like, like, I forget what place it was. It wasn't a win, but like it, it was enough he, to make him pass to the to, next round. Yeah. He could make to the next round of the playoffs and, and <laughs> like people just went berserk and, and, you know, I think it's so cool that um, I, I have to mention, like, like at the beginning of the pandemic, there, there's this thing called iRacing is like a, a video game that actually like is something I really want to try. And and a lot of drivers, like including Del Earnhardt Jr., like all sorts of people like like play this game. And uh, like when the pandemic started and they couldn't have the actual NASCAR races, they actually had the 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 actual NASCAR race, like the one you know, for that week, like, at, at, like they were scheduled to race at Bristol, Tennessee. They raced at Bristol, Tennessee on the game and put it on the channel, like, like on TV, like where the normal NASCAR race would be. And a lot of the drivers like use it so much to learn to race. They raced, but like, they also brought in like computer, like people that were really good at, at, at the actual game. And, uh, yeah, it was it was super exciting. There was a funny story in that this cat that he's passing, Denny Hamlin, his daughter, like while he was racing during one of those events, like walks into the room and has a remote control and like ask him something, and he's like, 
not, not now. And like, she turns the TV, like turns the whole thing off. Like, and he's like, you know, on with like the, the NBC, like, like, you know, all that, like it all goes South. And, uh, yeah, so so um, so video games are deep in NASCAR, and and one of the things that's come well, of that, like tell like uh, just to to keep this going because we got to get on to the main main topics. Sure. Um, what what was I remember an interview, man? You got to bring the interview up because they asked him like he he Ooh. like he I remember him saying in the interview because I I watched it as well. He literally was like. And I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of, now I know there's rules and like people shouldn't do that, but I remember it working in a video game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really what we're getting at here is that it's, yeah. it's video game related because right, he right. literally, the guy, the guy, um, <clears throat> what's the word like, like they use in a court of law? Like, uh, he premeditatively. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Used it as a gaming move. Yeah. When when you know and, he realized and, he and was in that, that situation, place. that's where his mind went. And and like I say, the the video games are super and like like a lot of the drivers, especially the younger ones, are into them. So they all kind of know this. And I think Carl Edwards is the first to try this, and he kind of more ricocheted off the wall. But um, yeah, because you've seen it happen in these video games, like like you're playing the video game, the consequences are very different. Like you can't be hurt. Like you know, it's just yeah. a game. Like 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 you know, I mean, you're obviously taking it really serious and put a lot of laps in. And so so people have tried this online. Like like you, you know, I mean, you've just done it. <laughs> like like you know, you're just kind of like I've got nothing to lose, and you just go for it. So so yeah, he knew that because of that. And I think you know that's what I even said when I sent you the message. You know, no, we wouldn't know this was possible if it wasn't you know for the 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 video game and uh, yeah that's why I think it's fun to share with our listeners and just it's but, hilarious man but um what was I gonna say could you, <laughs> could you imagine if it hadn't worked well that's it like it took it took some, <laughs> it would be a different it story, took a man. lot of balls to do it like to imagine if the whole car just went <laughs> oh yeah and like, I mean I mean obviously that'd be bad but oh I would say too that car you know like to having to fix it like is going to be you know hundreds thousands of dollars like yeah potentially yeah yeah so and 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 like i say one of the most likely like even in the video game when you try it you'll you'll just kind of bounce off that wall or or you'll scrub the wall so much it slows you down enough that mm-hmm. it doesn't really work like like i mean he did it perfect and you know like i say he went for it like like was the yeah. thing you know and and uh yeah, everyone has just really latched onto it. I think I think it's brought a lot of publicity to you know the video game and and also like um, yeah. Did, just did they uphold fun. it? That his did they uphold his place? They did. They did. It, it makes me wonder that like if this happens too much that they won't put some kind of rule out. You know, maybe that you can't uh, go video game on them or whatever. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's just a fun story. I, I I used to play the NASCAR video game a bunch and. Uh, yeah, God, I can it's remember good. back in the day, like before they put these these things to stop it, like there would always be a kid, like it's a young child that would go the opposite direction, you know, after he started losing and like it would just oh, run, dude, it, I, I know. run it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> little but only when I was a little kid, man, I was a little kid and I'd be, you know, I was that four year old amongst all the six and seven year olds, man, and they were killing it. <laughs> And, you know, and I, I'd get like one shot in there and I'd start just bombing, you know, so I'd like, all right, well, f- hell with all these punk. I'm going to you know, fuck it. I'm taking advantage of my five minutes. Yeah. I ain't going to win. I ain't going to win. So we're going to get some action. I'm going to run right into them. <laughs> it kind of happens on its own. Like you kind of wreck and you're facing that way and, and you realize like, 
you know, maybe you try to get going again and it's not happening. You're like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's get our money's worth. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, yeah, that's a fun story. I had to change my stance. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So if you guys, if, yeah, if gamers out there, if you want to check this out, um, you can find it, just Google, uh, Ross Chastain, uh, video game move or something like that. And it'll come up. There's plenty of videos and interviews and articles. I thought the interview was particularly cool because he's like clearly covering his rear end but at the same time going yeah i totally used a video game move <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. we got a former gamer in there maybe he still is a gamer on his off time <laughs> yeah. so uh shout yeah. out to ross chestain for those awesome moves yeah. chuck t what's up with minecraft man are we in a simulation <laughs> is the world not what we thought it was are we uh are we going into this total like Lex Friedman, Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson. Uh, is that his name, Neil deGrasse Tyson? It is. Man, what a science communicator. Both of those dudes. Yeah. Are we in some sort of an AI Neil deGrasse Tyson simulation of the quantum physics nature? Neil, like, like, <laughs> like um, he kind of takes you on a ride there, like, like where he really kind of proves it. Like, like there's, he has a program called Star Talk. Uh, is where I see him a lot of times. And uh, uh, he... he he kind of takes you to that place where you know like things are it's pretty likely but he also has has a rebuttal and and um yeah obviously these dudes are way smarter than me and and you know i can't like do this justice but it it, it's one of the things that makes that i think makes this minecraft story like interesting and uh yeah just like like if um maybe take a second for our listeners that that you know I, i feel like almost everyone's heard of minecraft at this point but uh just no, I, well, mine, mine, what? <laughs> Craft, I, my, I, I know I was mistaken, like what it was. I, I like, didn't there used to be like a little game on, uh, like a free game that came with Windows that was like, like you, you put like a, a flag somewhere and you put these little mines around it and, and like, um, you know, <laughs> you mean mine, mine seeker? What was yeah. that called? Mine? Hold on, let me look for it. For years, uh, dude. Original, I would say until like three years really? ago when someone said Minecraft, Old. that's what I thought they were talking about. That's because we're so lame and we're not hip, Chuck T. We're the most unhip people out there. Old Windows games. Uh, like I'm just gonna type mine. mine. I think it's Minesweeper. It is. Get Minesweeper. Oh, you can get. Hey, you can get download it, Chuck. Minesweeper is a logic. Uh, going down a rabbit here, uh, rabbit hole mm-hmm. here, uh, fellow gamers. Minesweeper is a logic puzzle video game genre generally played on personal computers. The game features a grid of clickable squares with hidden, quote-unquote, mines scattered throughout the board. Yep. The objective is to clear the board without detonating any mines. Uh, it goes on. Yeah, that's a, so that was, yeah, man, I that game was on, what, Windows 3.1 or 3.0 <laughs> or whatever it was back in the right 90s. There so, solitaire and... Uh, right there with, yeah, exactly, and chess. <laughs> yeah, so... I think, oh, do you remember when Pinball came out? That was like a... Ooh, that it's game was like, improvement. Yeah. damn, dude. Yeah. yeah, that was like going to a PlayStation Five in those times. Like, damn, I'm sure man. I was at work somewhere too. Like, like it's what made those games. That's what draws you to those games. It's like on your work computer, you know. And you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> sticking it to the man today. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, anytime, yeah, different game. Anytime different someone game. would mention that, that's what I would think of, you know. And they would start talking about blocks and stuff, and I'd be like, it would reaffirm what I thought, you know, that was it. And yeah, and just oh yeah, get, same here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
say that. Like, yeah, it's funny. It must have gotten a lot more complicated. I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember a night cycle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What? What so, happens at night? <laughs> but at some point, I looked it up. Like, I think I used to be playing FIFA, and um, like, there we'd be in chat, and people would be like. Yeah, we're going to you know we're we're quitting after this game. We're going to play Minecraft, and it, it kind of made me you know figure out a little more what it was. And uh, anyway, like you're like, there's no way in hell these guys are bailing to go play Minecraft, <laughs> and you're thinking about Minesweeper. You're like, there's just no way. <laughs> well, so this has got to be something else. And, and I'll tell you the <laughs> gist of what I was going. I was probably playing with some some people that were you know maybe teenagers or whatever, and I, and, and they. Like, like it's almost like they think of this as a kid's game. They were kind of almost embarrassed that they were still playing it at their age or whatever. And like, cause the one guy like pretended like he didn't play it. And like his buddy got on that he played with all the time. And they, and he started asking him Minecraft questions and he was like, <laughs> you know, acting like he didn't know what he was talking about. You could tell there was an itch there. Yeah. 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 Kind of picked up on that. But, uh, but, but yeah, anyway, it's a, I guess this is what you like, you know, like use one of our cheat codes. Wikipedia describes it as a, a sandbox video game developed by Mo, Mojang Studios, created by Marcus Notch Person, and was released in, I think, early release was like 2009, but it was fully released in 2011 and has like continued mm. to. <clears throat> to improve like, like you know my mind goes to arc like like you know this is an open world game i think where there's a ton of crafting and and you know resource harvesting um yeah you know, servers how, yeah kind of how yeah I, they got servers and all that yeah. full disclosure i've never played minecraft me either no 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 yeah but that's okay cuz i mean there's a story here that we're really you know, that's it's all about this story, man. That's mind blowing to me. I mean, we haven't yeah. played Minecraft, but we've played our fair fair share of video games, including survival games. You just mentioned Ark, of course. We've we've dumped plenty of hours into that, mm-hmm. um, and it's certainly similar in some regard. I think what's you know, Minecraft is certainly unique, and it's in the sense that it's a uh, very like you know blocky. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just got its own look. Mine like. Minecraft will always be very identifiable, you know, by its look. Yeah. It, it's it, unique in that regard, you know? It tells me they've they've focused on the actions more than, than visuals. You, you know, there's times like when we're playing Ark, like we've literally just stopped and said, look at that, man. Like, like look at that moon and, you know, things. And yeah. I, I don't think you do that in, in Minecraft, but it obviously looks like it has a pretty deep, um, like, Dude. crafting and building section to it. Uh, yeah, with... With numerous updates, you know, lots of them are uh, fondly like look uh, like fondly remember. Like a lot of these updates meant big things for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and long story short, it's an extremely popular game with a huge player base. I mean, that's you know, bottom line. Yeah, but yeah, from my understanding. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I just started to say like, like where I I kind of saw there. I started to mention earlier the. One of the neat things is they they'll actually be just a, something that a few people are messing with that they'll they'll eventually give an update for. Like it doesn't even seem like a ton of people are building computers in there, but once it sort of got started, like I think they they kind of went that way. And I imagine it started in their electrical system, like a you know again like as I relate this to Arc, like there was some way that they made something called a gate, which is like a rudimentary something you need to sort of have a one or a zero. In, in well, computing is is b- but before you unpack it for everyone, what do you talk like? Let 
like tell tell the listeners what, well, like what's say, going on, what happened. They 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 had a little bit of ability to create something like that. So ultimately, like like I think around 2012 or so, people started building computers. Like they started building things that were like. Um, you know, just very rudimentary, and I think eventually there was an update that, that something called Redstone was introduced, and uh, that like further facilitated. and And I think there's um, a part that you can make with the Redstone that that's called like a com- it, it has computer almost in the word. It's like a computer jenner or something, and and uh, it, it further facilitated what these folks are doing. And ultimately, like you get to about a year ago, I think there was a, a team. There was this guy. I couldn't ever find a first name. All I see is Sammy Yuri. Um, I, I think he had some hey, help. It's a gaming man. Yeah. Hey. He had someone you know, else. Chuck that, Tomahawk. Right. Ovox. Sammy Yuri. Yeah. What's yeah. going on? He was known as Sammy Yuri. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Pepe Tortilla. Most deadly. <laughs> right. So, yeah, just, you know, for our show, I wanted to, to like really <laughs> exhaust the, 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 you know, the evidence or whatever. But uh, you have some other folks, I think, that go by your Huerta and Stack Double Flow that, that, and, and a lot of volunteers, I think. They built something that, that he called the Chungus. Chungus, I think he obviously had the Chungus 1 and then built the Chungus 2. And uh, that's an acronym that stands for the Computational Humongous Unconventional Number and Graphics Unit by Sammy Yuri. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it. I want to say it. Computational Humongous Unconventional Number and Graphics Unit. Damn, man. I, I love that they added humongous in there. <laughs> yeah. Not, I, not, you know, not like a macro or, uh, you know, large or, uh, when you, you know, When you said expansive. I want to say it, I thought you were going to say chungus, man. Say that. That's fun to say. <laughs> say it again. Chungus. Got me right. Got me right in the chungus. <laughs> chungus. 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 It's fun to say. <laughs> Dude, All right, we're losing listeners by the by the load here. Let's keep this. But dude, going. this thing is massive. Like like, and it's it. You know, it takes up several. You know, I'm a picture in like like you know picture about the size of our uh, one of our bigger bases that we've had in in Arc, like including the outdoor area, and and that's how, about how big it looks like this thing is. Like where they've they've built a computer, and like some um, some of the man, stats I'm- of the computer, like it has an eight bit one hertz uh hard drive as as i understand it and a like 256 bytes of ram it has a full graphics processing unit like six kilobytes of video memory dang uh, dude a dedicated graphics card um the screen was 96 by 96 uh, pixels by 96 by 96 pixels and like I watched a few videos of this thing, dude. I mean, it's like they have a mouse, like this thing you stand on that sort of like, you know. Hold on, you're you're breaking my mind, dude. You're breaking my brain right here. Um, for for you know, for the layman like myself, or a person that's a gamer that's never played Minecraft, break it down to me and the listener, like, just like. For example, Ovox, pretend that you're you turn on the game and this is what you see. Like, what what are we looking at? You know, like what is this? It has a screen, just like 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 you're looking at your computer right now. It has a screen, like like you're looking at the screen, like a ninety six by ninety six. So, for example, I I turn the game on, my character spawns into the server map, this large area, and it's a you know pretend like it, we'll use Arc as a reference. You know, it's just a fresh map. There's nothing there, nothing built, and then 
players of Minecraft join forces in that map to begin creating just crafting mm-hmm. uh, with with the elements that the game already has. They're literally crafting a computer the, bit by bit using the using redstone in these uh, in these. I mean, this is kind of what I'm, I'm I've gathered off of the little bit of research I did when you uh, proposed this topic. But kind of what I visualized is it's like, okay, I'm, I turn on the game. I'm, I'm, I'm in real life. Ovox myself, I turn on the game. Now I'm looking at a screen in, and I spawn, my character spawns in. Let's say you spawn in, Pepe Tortilla spawns in. And we're all like, hey, this is a game where we can craft, you know, our base, our, our home or whatever. Things that most, mine, uh, I suspect, Minecraft players do to survive and, you know, continue in the game. But these guys are saying, instead, let's go on to our own fresh server map. This is what I'm visualizing again. And uh, and they use the same game elements, but instead of crafting like a base, they craft a full-fledged CPU, you know, computer with all the specs, and they craft a screen. And then in, in Minecraft, like me, Ovox playing Minecraft, I can then play that game that I created in Minecraft. Right. <laughs> is that kind of what we're talking about it's here? It's exactly what we're talking about. Like, oh, like, so the computer is like the size of a, of a base. <laughs> the computer is the size of a base. It's not like they had, you know, like they, they had like a graphics card or whatever. They, they've literally created that. And, and the ability to do it, obviously you have to be incredibly intelligent. I, I guess I have some understanding that, that ultimately computers are broke down to binary you know, ones and zeros, but as far as how that, you know, translates to, you know, us doing this podcast over the internet right now, like I can't say, you know, obviously explain that. I can't even explain how they made this rudimentary computer. I, I know like from watching the video, it involved a lot I can, of switches, I can, like yeah. on and off, like, like switches. Um, yeah. That's it, something that I, I spotted too. Go, keep go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll piggyback off you. Yeah. You know, I, I'm picturing, um, this is obvious, like a really specific to you and I example, but if you think of the base we had on, on Valgaro and like, like when we had an arc, when we had this big, um, we had one of those tech gates, like picture if like the base was the computer and the tech gate was the screen. Like we're standing out there, you know, on the, yeah. on the ice, you know, just looking up at that big old screen. And that's where things are. That's where Minecraft is. Ha- you know, they, yeah, not that's to, not nuts, <laughs> dude. My brain is just like, uh, it's starting to hurt on the back left. Yeah, they had track. to create a language for this computer and write the code for the game. And I think someone did this like several years ago, but they did a 2D version. And like now they're doing a 3D version of the game. Like, dude, they're crafting. I mean, they're 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 harvesting things like it's only in two shades of brown, but like somehow they have created a computer, like a full blown gaming computer in there, and like yeah, like they can play yeah. Doom, like they have Doom, I, I think, programmed in there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, another listeners, instance. real quick, if you can check, I mean, you know, hit pause, check out this video, or check out it after the after the the podcast. But if you just type into YouTube. I made Minecraft in Minecraft with Redstone. Uh, it should come right up, and you'll see exactly what Chuck Tomahawk is referring to. So yeah. I just wanted to throw that in, just so that because man, for someone like, like for anyone out there like myself, it's like what? What do you mean <laughs> you you built Minecraft in Minecraft? You know, like seeing the video really helps because then you can kind of see that just the 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 tremendous effort the term and, and just the 
I don't know. I don't know what adjective I'm looking for here, but just how bonkers it is when you actually see what they've built in in this game. Well, like, I'm looking at it now, just and it's still hurting my my eyes. Well, imagine, <laughs> imagine, like again, you know, if you if you allow me to continue with the arc examples, but imagine if in arc we we had a generator and we had some electrical lines and we had those those lamps, and like we turned on and off like like the lamps to represent the ones and the zeros. And, you know, I mean, you see how this starts. Like, like I'm not I'm not saying like, like, you know, I could build you a computer to play Ark on in Ark, but like, like you could literally build a wall of doors and have the door door open be the zero and the door closed be the one and create a rudimentary computer. Uh, man, dude, this is just fascinating, <laughs> man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's just so crazy. I mean, you definitely got to check out these videos. And and when I started check when I watched the first one, I made Minecraft in Minecraft with Redstone, which is the one that uh, that caught Chuck's attention. The one by uh, Sami Yuri Uerta in Stack Double Flow. Um, shout out to those guys, man, for this. <laughs> create. I mean, because this this is kind of like this seems like the top shelf of of the CPUs in Minecraft, which is what I was going to get at. It's, it turns out that this isn't like a one, one shot thing here. Lots of gamers have been dabbling in, in creating computers, yeah. like, you know, put aside like video games in, in the video game. Cause I've so far, I've seen Minecraft in Minecraft. I've seen Tetris in Minecraft. I've seen Microsoft paint in Minecraft. That one caught my attention too. I, uh, there's some videos of some guys that literally uh, in in 24 hours it was a challenge they made microsoft paint in minecraft in 24 hours <laughs> but it looks like they've been doing this for quite some time like uh since it, it, since at least back to that update whenever that was that gave them the red what became redstone i think in the in the very beginning they didn't even call it redstone yet they called it like red dust or something weird like yeah. that. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, it was like, it was a, it was an update to Minecraft where they introduced a couple of new building, uh, things as far as, you know, building items, as far as my understanding was, or like, it'd be like an arc if they introduced like, um, a new resource or a new tool, like, you know, when they introduced the mining beam, mm -hmm. you know, that was a new element in the game. It was an update. Right, you know, like we see in many games where they they introduced like in in, in modern uh, modern warfare and Warzone, you know, they'd introduce new weapons periodically. Those are updates. So in Minecraft, they they got an update, and then bang, man, all these like kids are like building computers inside <laughs> of Minecraft all of a sudden just because they introduced like a little switch that could turn yeah. on and off something or whatever it may be. Yeah, that's just it's it's amazing, man. It, you know, and they thought gamers would never get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think too, one of the things we're not like really able to to articulate, not being being uh, players of this game, is I, I saw some videos. You can imagine Ark, like like you know how you can lose stuff, like like um, you know when you die or whatever. Like like I, I saw this it's one count. build this guy was doing that was about the size of the Chungus, and and they pointed out that like. If he were like, like he was one creeper away from losing that whole deal, like and and imagine that, like because these look like some building projects like no other, like like you're not even seeing, you know, what they did to get the resources to to craft that, you know, the materials and 
I think I know what they're doing there. I think they have it on creative mode. Yeah, and I think that's they just it. I was watching I was watching a video and they pointed out that he wasn't in, you know, the mode that allowed that protection and, and Oh damn. <laughs> so he had to like survive the nights and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. And, and, and that most was kind of it was up the... up off the ground, I think, that you know, kind of had a relative a bit of safety, but it showed him walking under it, you know, where I think tr- yeah. trouble could happen. So Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's nuts, man. Um, that's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, you know, so obviously it, it put me to thinking, like, how could we do this in other video games? Um, I, I kind of, um, yeah, it, it's just super interesting to me. I, I I also was, like, listening to some Lex Friedman podcast stuff that was, was kind of, you know, going down some of these roads. And, and uh, um, yeah, it just it really stood out to me. And uh, if I can t- take a, you know, one of those... Uh, watch out here we're at a chuck point like deviations in the show uh, <laughs> like, chuck point hey i like chuck points man it means we're making progress when, yeah yeah we can you can pause here yeah, but, hey this is the most professional podcast chuck and i do yeah, yeah. if you get a low it's, tolerance it's the for, only one but yeah that's right <laughs> it's the most professional one like if, if uh yeah if you want to go get a beer right now or or you know, take a smoke break, like might be the time to do it. But I, when I saw this, I saw that they simulated Minecraft and Minecraft and it immediately made me think of, you know, the simulation hypothesis that I'd kind of ran into there with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And, uh, you know, cause here's the next question. What if in that computer that they're playing Minecraft on inside of Minecraft, someone built another computer that also played Minecraft inside of Minecraft inside of Minecraft. I really wanted to take a screenshot of you right there because you were like, <laughs> listeners, Chuck's like, just like got this almost karate stance and he's pointing at the camera with very, with his bright blue eyes just yeah. piercing my heart on <laughs> Minecraft inside of Minecraft. <laughs> and at the same time, I uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's like you know, like that's like they say, you're not all. You can't look behind you while you're looking in front of you. So how do you know behind you is not a simulation? And you just don't realize that the screen is rendering in behind you. Like I can see behind you right now, Chuck, and the screen hasn't rendered in yet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody knows you can't stand backwards on stairs, but like I. I <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was just wanting to float that one by. <laughs> it's a bonus. Uh, I can bonus. see your face like, go, Vox, don't fight me on this bonus one. Bonus chuck point. You can't stand back. <laughs> I never thought about that, man. You're really trying to break my brain today. Let's keep going. Let's, Let's go keep going. It. Yeah. Like, if you ever saw, like, when, like, back in the day, they would take a video camera and they would point it at a TV that had the feed from that video camera on it. And, like, you see, like, a thousand, like, images. Like the wave it, thing? It's no. It's like the. Oh. Like, oh, yeah. You see it inside of itself, inside of itself to infinity, basically, you know. <laughs> Dude, that's funny. I, that happens when I uh, when you turn on OBS to re- record your screen, like when I'm doing some uh, gaming content for my my channel. Uh-huh. Um, I'll get the OBS going, and from time to time, if I don't have the the screen set to a specific uh, you know window, it'll just show the 
the window of OBS and that just, it's just like a limitless yeah. screen capture. Like you said, it's just like, what the, it kind of catches you too, especially if you're a little stony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Let's not dwell on that. Like just start shaking your head. <laughs> yeah. This stuff gets creepy, dude. I, I, uh, I, I was talking about this with a friend, like, like maybe about a year ago and, and literally they, they were just like, you got to stop. Like, like, you know, I mean, I had to literally be like, how about them bears? Like, you know, just, <laughs> <laughs> and just like talk about something else. Like, but, uh, how about them bears? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, like like to continue with the choke point, there's something called the simulation hypothesis. I think I first saw on an episode of Star Talk uh, with Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he mentioned something that it proposes that all of our existence is a simulated reality, such as a computer simulation. And the the hypothesis was first proposed by a guy, guy named Nick Bostrom, um, and. You know, when I first heard this, I thought, yeah, that's crazy. There's, you know, there's just no, no way. But um, if you'll allow me just to kind of like, like, I feel like if I try to explain it, it's just going to, it's going to get just silly. So I'll read just the, the very synopsis of what, what he said, essentially. Hit it. <clears throat> so, so this Nick, Nick Bostrom said that many works of science fiction, as well as some forecasts by serious technologists and futurologists, predict that enormous amounts of computing power will be available in the future. Let us suppose for a moment that these predictions are correct. One thing that later generations might do with their powerful computers is run a detailed simulation of their forebears or of the people like their forebears. Because their computers would be so powerful, they could run a great many such simulations. Suppose that these simulated people are conscious, as they would be if the simulations were sufficiently fine-grained and if a certain quiet, widely accepted position in the philosophy of mind is correct. Mm. That that right there is the the crux like, like like as far as you that, that's a big jump right there but but to continue what he said then it could be the case that the vast majority of minds like ours do not belong to the original race but rather to people simulated by the advanced descendants of the original race well and i think that in itself is a is a separate um philosophy from the computing power one like that one right there that's like that last little bit makes me think about the theory that you know the there was an extremely advanced civilization civilization that passed on that that built like for example the pyramids in in mm-hmm. Egypt mm-hmm. you know there's like they, there's like theories that say that that technology was actually given to us like we didn't just we weren't just able to do that there was actually a much more advanced civilization a forebear like a our for a forebearer is that the right yeah. word a civilization um, and that's in my just kind of hearing it is separate from the computing power thing of like whether or not we could uh, program um, like an N- NPC so well that it becomes conscious, you know, conscious, you know, it, and I agree like that other little bit that you said is a big leap. A hundred percent. That's the crux of it. Like that's the thing, though. 
Well, and and I think too, like like you know, shout out to Lex Friedman. Like like you know, for me, I, I kind of mentioned like at the same time I was being exposed to this, I'm listening to him, and like he, I've I've saw him on a couple occasions argue that eventually that AI will be to a point that that it'll have protections almost similar to like what we're giving, um, like like in the abortion debate. I think he was using some. That, that literally at some point it'll be like if you turn off a, an, a, a, a robot, it'll be, you know, the same as as killing someone, essentially. And, and Dude, remember the episode on Star Trek The Next Generation? Data? Does he, ha- does he have his own rights? Is he property or is he his yeah. own individual? Remember that episode? Yeah, yeah. They, Captain Picard addressed. advocates for him, dude, and kicks ass with his, like, Captain Picard speeches. yeah. Yeah, so Dude. so I think a lot of people predict this is going to come to fruition, and 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 that's why, you know, that I think that, that he's that obviously you know this Nick Bostrom is willing to make that jump, you know, and it's supposed that that they'll literally consider these beings conscious. Um, yeah, that's a big jump, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a fun thing to think about. Like, and I feel like, like, like something I noticed, like, like you mentioned that, that you, you saw a lot of people are doing these builds in Minecraft. It basically mirrored like our experiences with computers. I feel like in real life that they, they, they continue to get smaller and they get stronger and stronger. And, you know, I think we mentioned, uh, there's even a law that like every 24 months that computing power has doubled, like since it, it began. And, and, you know, we're kind of coming. Do you remember the name of that? No, it's not a law. It, 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 they call it's, it. It's like, kind of like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's not like, I don't, I always there's think many other Boyle's opinions law. about it. Like, like, no, it, it's not Boyle's. Uh, yeah. Gosh darn it. What's the. Call all the law is what I say. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, uh, it's, it's uh, Moore's law. That's it. Moore's law. Yeah. So, so it's kind of along those lines, like, like if we, we accept like how fast computing is going now that in the future, like video games will be off the chain and literally be their own sort of, um, um, yeah, like, like life. I, I mean, there's another Star Trek episode. Like, like, remember when those folks come alive in the, uh, um, the hologram, the, the holodeck, and they ultimately like just put them in a, on a on a hard drive in a computer and let them live out their best life. <laughs> like, remember that? Like the guy, Doctor Moriarty. Yeah, he kind of takes over the ship, and and they have to kind of like agree to keep him running. You, you know, kind of yeah. thing. They use the holodeck against them. Yeah, it always yep. goes wrong in the holodeck. I, 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 like, <laughs> how do they not see it coming? Like, like I'm talking like <laughs> six out of ten times it's mentioned. Like it's on the fritz. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we should start a Star Trek podcast, but there's already so many good ones out there, man. Yeah, that's oh, so true. Gosh. But but yeah, obviously, like I say, folks, it's a big leap right here. But that's it, like where my mind went. Like, is like this is just proof. Like, like you know, in our simulation, we literally simulate our simulation, and uh, you know, it's just a fun. Um, Stay process. away from that rabbit hole, man. Yeah. Stay away from it. I, I, I think like like ultimately, like just to summarize what Neil deGrasse Tyson ultimately says is that he says that, you know, if you accept what that was said here, that in the future there'll there will be simulations inside of simulations. And the chances of you being in the first one or the original one is is like a million to one. But the, he kind of has some rebuttals to it and I, I won't like you know, I mean, we 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 don't want to go like super deep down this rabbit hole, but like if y'all want to go down the rabbit hole further, listeners, if you're still here, 
Like, like, you know, yeah. go, go down it, like, you know, do some research for that, uh, simulation hypothesis and, uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. And yeah, it's just fun to see that happening in Minecraft and I'm going to do it in Ark. I'm building a computer. I can see it now. Dude, it'd be so sick to game with Lex Friedman, man. Wouldn't that be dope? It would be dope. Yeah. Cause he does, he does get some gaming in. I wonder what he plays. Is he plays Skyrim. Oh uh, yeah. I'm sure he plays other games too, but I bet, man, I bet he'd be into Ark. But dude, I don't know how that, how that human finds time for anything, dude. He's always like doing stuff. You know. Anyways, that's I love that. I love the Lex. Did you see podcast. that seven-hour podcast he did? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Good lord. Yep. I I, I listened <laughs> I, to I, it I, too. Like like <laughs> I, I've been moving and I've been driving back and forth, so I've had a ton of time, you know, in the car. So yeah, I've listened yeah. to that bad boy. All right, so switching gears, we are continuing with the survival topic in a way, but this game isn't out yet, and frankly, we don't know if it'll ever come out, but I personally hope that it will, because it looks like it's going to be sick. (laughs) Blight survival. Dude, man, (laughs) I want this game to come out, because I have been wanting a dope-ass, polished, good-looking survival medieval style game fuck yeah and this is a you know what are we talking about here blight survival ladies and gentlemen it is an upcoming medieval cooperative action horror roguelite set in an alternate 14th century and i'm reading this from the steam page release date just says coming soon developer i hope i'm pronouncing this right hey near studio Dude, Hainier Studio consists of only two people, man. <laughs> At least that's what that's what uh, you know. That's what I heard on the interwebs. Yeah. I might be wrong. They, you know, today as of recording this, they may have, you know, they may have hired on a third person. <laughs> <laughs> Went crazy. <laughs> yeah, they were, you know, their budget. They may have had a budget increase and hired on another human or two. But um, I watched a bunch of videos on this Steam page. I got as much information as I could, and apparently, there's only two people. In the development studio. You, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, I, I saw they're doing it in their spare time. Like, like it's not just like they're, they're you know, they have a regular job. Like, like de- in a, <laughs> de- developing, you know, obviously in the same yeah. field, I think. But, yeah, I, I heard it was even in spare time, sort of. So That's yeah. crazy, man. I mean, yeah, so it seems like it's like a pre-alpha stage. So this is just, you know, hopes and dreams at this point, I think for anyone that's seen this, uh, this game, if you haven't go go definitely go onto YouTube or onto steam and you can watch the pre-release trailer. It looks amazing, man. They're doing it on the unreal engine five, which of course we know is just an engine of its own, you know, like it's amazing graphics, amazing power. Uh, so the game just looks stunning considering it's pre-alpha stage. It's not even alpha or let alone beta. Um, it says it's a, yeah, so it's a four-player co-op action horror roguelite uh, set in the unforgiving no man's land between two desperate states at a ceaseless war. Within this purgatory, a new strain of blight has sprung from remains of the dead. Strengthened by the blood that it has been that has been spilled, it rapidly spreads, turning man into monster. As the nations bleed, chast, uh, chastened and paralyzed by war, 
they call upon you and your kin with the offerings of coin. I love that. Money. (laughs) Coin, Chuck. (laughs) Coin. Okay. 14th century, bro. Silver. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Being the only ones willing and capable, you've been tasked to venture in to to venture in and raise the all-consuming blight. Fight with up to three friends your way through both men and monsters in a violent co-op action experience. Pillage and loot the spoils of those less fortunate, but remember, what has been found can once again be lost. That's the roguelite aspect there. Mm-hmm. Choose between a large selection of weapons, armor, and customize them to best suit your playstyle. Explore the war-ravaged lands in a huge map filled with secrets and plenty of coin to be found. Mm. Oh, gosh, dude. Yeah. Okay, what can we unpack here? We got a four-player co-op, so it's definitely going to be an online multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Action horror. If you watch the video that's up, and I think there's only one out there, so you know, you, uh, you, sh- you should be able to find it pretty easily. Like you, like ah, oh, dude, it just looks so good, man. And it's a third person. You got the, there's this guy with a huge sword. He's wearing armor, mm-hmm. and like this weird like body, just re- like the body stands up, and it's like a zombie dude, and just starts coming after him. Just starts, just totally like, uh, you know, rushing him, man. <laughs> it's not like your, it's not like your typical zombie type, uh, you know moving slow this, this come, just comes up and just rushes him dude and he just freaking tra- it's, it's a hack and slash so he just hacks and slashes and just it looks so amazing yeah I, I I think too like you know we just did the like a good bit of research of horror games and I, I don't remember seeing like like maybe in that Left for Dead or like a zo- the zombie type games like you can play co-op multiplayer like that but most of them are, are like single player campaign you know like like you're not you're kind of just terrified running around with a lamp like we talked about you know last week yeah uh, like like, you know very little weapons oh yeah like you mean uh you mean like your resident evil style games yeah like like for a horror like like i feel like you know i was just sitting just a straight up horror game it's it's an action horror but uh yeah that that that's kind of unique i I think like to have that four player i'm interested to see how that works like is this kind of like uh like, does it autofill? Like, like, do I get on and, and, you know, if I'm playing I think online? They'll have that option. Yeah. I they'll wonder. certainly have that option. Yeah. I think it'll be kind of like, you know, Warzone quads. You can play with your squad or you can play with uh, autofill. Just, you know, that, I mean, that would be the way to do it, I think. My mind um, goes back to the kid, you know, going backwards on the racetrack. Right like, yeah. you know, if I've got to play with four people, like, chances are one of them's going to yeah. be like, yeah, he's going to be the weak link. zombies like this. <laughs> you are the weakest link. You, you may go. You remember that? You remember that show? It's like a game show or something, wasn't it? Yeah. We're so old. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, that, that definitely oh, stood out to me. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'll never forget that show. Uh-huh. Anyways, moving on. Uh, this game's a roguelite. It's a roguelite. So basically, if you're out in the open world, and it is an open world game, seems to be, uh, if you're out there and you collect these certain things, and then if you, you die, you lose them. And you'd have to mm-hmm. go back to find them. Um, at least that's my understanding of the roguelite concept is like kind of like a, I get, uh, not 
permadeath, I suppose, but that like, you know, whatever you collect, if you lose it out in the map and it's not stored back at base or in a safe point or in a storage of some sort, if you lose it, it's going to be gone. And the only way to get it back is, if you can get it back at all, is to go back to that location and, and find your stuff. Um, yeah. Which on a procedurally generated map could be even more difficult because I think, which I think this is going to be, I think there's going to be, in Blight Survival, there's going to be some procedurally, oh, I can't speak right now, procedurally generated uh, map aspects so that it always keeps the paths fresh, dynamic, you know, but it's going to have the roguelite uh, feel according to the Steam description. Mm-hmm. What else can we pull from this? I, um, I think you hit on something right there, like, like replayability. I, I, I saw like a mechanic there where there's going to be these spores that are kind of released each time, like each time the game is played and it's going to be different. And therefore, like if you always sort of, you know, went through the forest and avoided these NPCs and, and you know, that, you know, the next time you play there might, the spores might be there and you can't, you can't do it that way. And, and it, it really, you know, lays out the, the replay. I think on this one. Uh, oh, so that it never gets boring. Yeah, yeah. You know, I th- like it's like, oh, I know the path here. I know the blight's gonna be over here, and I know the enemies are gonna be there. So, you know, cool. I'll go get my stuff. But if it's always like that, it's gonna get real boring yeah. real quick, and there will won't be any replay. Yeah, you got to solve replay the puzzle. Action. You know, each time it sounded like, and I, I definitely, you know, saw a lot of stuff like pointing out and comparing almost to a permadeath type thing, like that roguelite situation and i i I saw something else where like you have like a base camp of sorts like where like if you have something really good or maybe like you have two swords or you know some money Mm -hmm. you don't need right now you can store that stuff there and you know have it for the next play through i think and and um you you know i i I don't have like the specifics of that i don't even think they know them you know yet nobody does man yeah i mean this is pre-alpha stuff anything i mean it Things could be changing on as we speak. Yeah. Everything we everything we've said at this point may have already changed. Yeah, I took it more like a proof of concept, you know, kind of thing. And and they also mentioned that that like although there are sort of these permadeath type things, I I took it like you almost had like an XP sort of meter that you, you know maybe you got to keep that like like at least like if you you know, we're going up through the levels and, and you were yeah. at level 16, you know, whatever class that they end up calling it or whatever, you know, when you started over, you, you, you've lost all your goodies, but you, you get to keep that, um, yeah, you know, but class. yeah, um, yeah, you lost your goodies, but before that you managed to take out this many walkers and that sub boss or whatever, and you got all the experience from that and technique points or whatever the case may be, you get to keep all that, but when you died at the end and lost all your loot, that's gone. Yeah. Kind of a thing, right? Is that what you're talking about? Kind of that's exactly you keep all I'm your XP and your, yeah. Yeah. They, you know, it's almost sounds like a balance, like, like a permadeath of sorts, not the, you know, kill switch, like where, where it deletes the game. <laughs> when you, when you, you yeah, man. It. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Did you play as ghast? <laughs> game over. But, uh, <sighs> like something else I wanted to point out was, um, I, I watched this video a while back for one of our episodes about the Unreal 5 engine and, you know, I've saw some really cool stuff done with it, but like, it's almost like since I saw that, like, I think I, I played this game called split gate. That was kind of a first person shooter. And, and it, and when I was watching that video about the, the Unreal engine five and the, the, the preloaded artwork that comes with it and stuff, I suddenly, I was like, 
man, that looks exactly like that split gate game. You know, there was this one part where they were made a portal through a wall and, and, and I was like, man, I saw that feature in that Unreal Engine 5 video. And, and, uh, just recently you asked me to, to play a game called super hot and, and, uh, I did download that and play it a little bit, and you can kind. Of, I, I, I was it in the Unreal Engine Five? Like, like, like I, I felt super I, hot. Wasn't it? Wasn't no, no, super hot. No, I, I doubt it. Um, I don't know what they built that on, but I just thought it was an interest. Super hot is a just for the listeners. Um, it's a very unique first person shooter where, uh, if you move the the enemies move. And if you're not moving, nothing else moves. So it has this really interesting dynamic to it. Yeah. But it's a very, it's a very basic, uh, very unique in terms of its graphics. You'll have to check it out. But uh, I don't think so, Chuck. I don't think it was on Unreal Engine well, ultimately, 5. Ultimately, it, its, it's basicness is why I'm bringing it up now because because it, mm-hmm. it's almost like I was aware of the engine of sorts, like, like when I was in there, just like because it's it's very minimalist as far as graphics go. It's it's yeah, it's, it's so trippy. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. It definitely, you know, recommend listeners try it out. It was free, on, another free game on on PlayStation. I think there wasn't it. Uh, it was it was free. I think last month. Um, I got a. Like tiny little intro video of it up on my uh, on my channel, um, YouTube dot com forward slash at Ovox. In case you want to check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely. I, I I didn't. I haven't really got a chance to talk to you about it. But I I thought it was cool how it it, it that feature was the main thing. Like like that you know you only things only time only progressed when you were moving and, and it allowed you to really plan what you were doing. But you're also dodging bullets. Like you can't. Can't oh, waste know. a lot of time like thinking <laughs> it's it through. Such a weird game. Yeah, it's it's really weird. But not to get like too far off track here. The reason I mention all that is like ever since then I, I I've kind of had that. Like I've even mentioned to you before. Like when I first come back into Ark after a while, there's almost this buy-in period. Like where I'm kind of hyper aware that I'm in a in in you know I'm not necessarily in real life or whatever. It's not a complete uh, you know you know thing. And after you've played it a while, you sort of dive in. And I felt like in this game, like like somehow. I didn't feel that at all. Like, like uh, there, there was some way that they had put stuff in the foreground and the far ground and it was uphill. Like, like you know, obviously they put their best with foot. Blight? Yeah. With Blight? Yeah. I felt like they had done a real good job of, of, of yeah, I didn't feel like I was in that at all. Like, like when I was watching. Well, what do you the, mean? I, I don't, I don't fully understand. You, you didn't feel like you were in what? In the, in an engine, like, like um, uh, ultimately what I'm saying, the graphics have done a great oh, job of creating exactly a realistic world. Like, um, it, yeah, yeah. I, okay. Now I see what you mean by the uh, the arc comparison. Yeah, that in the beginning, like because of the graphics and the modeling and and you know those characteristics, it's very clear that it's like okay, this is a video game world. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah. But the more you get into the game and everything, like yeah, you you slowly. It, it becomes almost like a second life. <laughs> it's trippy. I, hey, I fully, you know, I mean, man, dude, that game is something else. Yeah. Just like Minecraft is something else for a lot of people, you know? Just like Rust is something else for a lot of people. Like, well, people, you, you have second lives in these games, man. It's, 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 it's crazy. Well, and, and but, you know, to Chuck point this a little bit back to our, our you know, the simulation theory thing is like, like if, you wa- if you really watch like how a lot of this works, like, like as I understand it, like only the novel events are really being seen by us and our brains are filling in the peripheral. 
all the time. And I think that's just it. Like you start thinking like, Oh, I'm in the forest and, and your brain fills that in correctly. Like, like with real good graphics, you know, <laughs> like, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's kind oh, of like the brain is easily, me of that game. it's easily tricked, you know, like, like your brain is easily tricked and that's why, you know, it, it creeps us out a little bit. I think when, when they talk about this is cause there's a tiny chance it's right. And, and boy, wouldn't that be weird? Ooh, stop. <laughs> wouldn't stop. that be weird? Like if it turned out really like the matrix or something, you know, like you, on the other side of this, like you woke up in what I think what they called Zion and the, those little ships with the cord yeah. in the back of your head. Ugh. No gracias. Yeah. No so, gracias so, so yeah, I felt like, I felt hey, like Blight did a great job with that. Um, you so. said the forest earlier, man. We need to play some forest, right? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to mention that real quick. Let's play the forest here soon, whenever we can get an opportunity. Yeah, well, I think um, we're close to finishing that game, like, like or, or, you know, getting in the... No, I think we're maybe halfway. We got some work to do. I haven't... And, th- we, need to, and we need to finish it before February, because that's when the Sons of the Forest come out. Okay. Okay. I, I want to see, like, like I've, I've saw these videos where a bunch of the enemies get together and form a larger enemy. I want to face that at some point. Like, you don't really want to face that. You're just trying to. <laughs> don't lie to me. I know you get. Dude, I know. I know how God, both of us Leroy are with Jenkins scary shit. shit we can dude. barely play that game. Leroy, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. Shring, shring. Oh, you got me. Oh my God. <laughs> Pepe Tortilla, hold my axe. He did that to us. He was like, hey, guys, I got an idea. No, you hold, hold, hold my axe. Like, hold, hold on, guys, I got an idea. <laughs> oh, God. Dove off man. down in there. Like, that was the funniest yeah. shit I ever saw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then tell everyone real quick what you're talking about. Yeah. I, it, it's a it's a meme like like I think this guy really did it like like it's like, oh I thought that was something that uh, Pepe Tortilla came up with no it's like a there's this this video that circulates around and there's a bunch of guys that are all lined up and there's one guy that's kind of in charge and they're inside a video game world and the guy's like you know all right guys we you know we got you got the, the grenades and you got the, the you know we're going to do this or whatever and this one guy just shows up and they're it's like they're all waiting to to go in this room like where a boss is or whatever and he's like explaining yeah. the plan and it's like i would say 12 people or so and that one guy just says leroy jenkins <laughs> and just runs in. And what with like a pea shooter or something i or? mean with whatever he had and like 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 that guy's still giving out directions and somebody says i think he just i think he just ran in and <laughs> <laughs> and it just fucks the guy's whole plan it reminds me i would be the guy with the plan you know like wanting everyone to listen you know and, and then this one guy just comes up yeah. just goes for it so uh yeah. so yeah you know it's definitely a thing it it uh it, it so but but he deployed it perfectly like because because you know like like normally you, you would you would right when he somebody said hey guys i've got an idea like you'd know like it was coming or whatever and that's what that was the that's what made it so surprising because i that was oh, the last funny. thing i thought he was gonna do when, he, when that <laughs> happened I, I laughed my butt off just because i thought he was coming up with that in the moment yeah i thought that was all him but but anyway but yeah to tell funny. the listeners we were all standing up on this cliff and there's a bunch of like just the weirdest enemies in that game like they've got just yeah like arms in places they shouldn't have arms there's babies that attack you like it's just ridiculous and we're all like like brainstorming how can we fight these people and i think he's gonna say like you know here guys take these arrows like like you know and let's all shoot yeah let's do this and you're down yeah yeah, and he just dives down in there with them (laughs) 
by himself. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, man. It was awesome. Funny, funny, funny. Yeah, um, that's a classic one. But um, let me look through here real quick. Something that I that caught my attention about uh, the Blight survival game is that you know they're kind of uh, they're kind of tying into that thing that back in those medieval times, man, there were just you know horrible like epidemics and pandemics and mm. just crazy plagues and flus and just gnarly diseases that would go through and completely devastate you know chunks of europe chunk like entire countries or you know uh city states or whatever it happened to be uh so you know i found that interesting mm. and how you know they say that there's like uh what does it say here yeah with this purgatory a new strain of blight you know literally has sprung from the remains of the dead and you know according to what we see or you know the historians and whatnot back then with all of the dead bodies lying around and just overall nastiness of the of the times and, and especially at war in times of mm-hmm. war it would make sense for all this for all these diseases to be springing from the dead bodies and whatnot well, of a war of warring nations and think the back to these guys describe. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but think back no, to these guys working in their spare time, um, you know, two people. They've had to been working on this for a couple of years. I wonder if they weren't inspired by the pandemic. Um, yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps it could be. Yeah, it would almost seem impossible not. Um, maybe but, they were just like myself, just going, man, we really need a kick-ass medieval game, hack and slash, get some heavy. Because I know there's games out there that are like medieval inspired, mm-hmm. you know, but... I don't know. I've yet to seen one that really like d- just is well polished, you know, like like God of War or mm-hmm. like uh, Ghost of Tsushima. You know, anyone out there that was really excited for a kind of like a uh, a real good samurai game, kind of based off loosely based off of actual historical events, based off an actual existing island. Like like those are all actual things that exist you know and like when you play ghost of tsushima it's not necessarily like those other samurai games that exist out there that are kind of like really fantasy really like visually uh unrealistic you know lots of magic and all this crazy stuff like what's the game i'm thinking of like uh what is it called nayo and there's other there's other samurai games out there and then when ghost of tsushima came out man it's just like super popular because it seems very polished um real enough like not so much fantasy and stuff like that just little little details like that so obviously blight is going to have like these crazy zombies in it or, or cannibals or whatever they happen to be so that's very far from anything that's realistic but it's you know what i mean kind of like it it doesn't seem like f- too f- fantastical with magic powers and colors and potions and spells it's just more gritty basic um i don't know if i'm explaining that well enough but to me it's like the open worldness like like kind of feeds into what you're talking about that that allows for that where like if if it gets too mystical or or whatever it has to be you know to some tiny degree on a rail of sorts so the the campaign does um Mm -hmm. you know there's kind of like checkpoints that you have to reach and, and, you know, a path that you sort of have to take. And, you know, I like how this is open world, but you know, it's going to have some things influencing your, like that spore sort of situation that they talked about. And, um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a gritty time. Like, like I, I, I've often wondered, like, like when you watch like videos or or, or movies of um of of that times fighting, like if we're getting it right, like it seems like just like when those you see those big scenes of like large groups coming together, like that fighting with swords, like dude. Douche, man. <laughs> so gnarly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, old samurai games, and I'm running across, this, just like I was mentioning, like Neo, or Nayo, Nayo 2, Soul Calibur 6. Um, you know, and there's other, there's some good ones. Look at, what have we got here? Total War, Shogun 2, Sekiro. But man, when you play Ghost of Tsushima, it's just oh, it's so polished and uh, interactive, and the open world is amazing. It it literally feels like you're in Japan, and I have a feeling that with Blight, we're gonna, you know, minus the zombie aspect or cannibals or whatever they are, undead. Uh, it 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 just kind of looked like very realistic. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually there in medieval England or medieval France or wherever it may happen to be, Hispania or Castilla or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it looked really like, oh gosh, man, I'm gonna, I'm really gonna feel like I am a knight or a, you know, a medieval knight or medieval soldier or whatever with the armor on there in that realm. It just, you know what I mean? It's, I think it's, I think it's yeah. going to feel like you're really there. Yeah. I guess that's what I've been trying to say this whole time. With Ghost of Tsushima, you feel like you're really there, Yeah. you know? Yeah, Where in, other, in the other samurai games, I don't think that feeling would happen. I think in this medieval game versus other ones, not all of them, because there's some really dope ones out there, but you're really going to feel like you're in there, especially if it's co-op. Yeah, and I, I think there'll be some, like, like, even further customization too. I, I think for your character, like since they are doing four player co-op, there'll have to be something to, to distinguish each character, I think. And, uh, oh, that'll yeah. kind of lead to that too. And, and yeah, it's all about that buy-in for me. Like, like just kind of like we were relating to earlier, like, you know, it's the buy-in. yeah. If you feel like you, you're really there, you know, eventually. You yeah. Know? And, and what's amazed me is, is, like it doesn't have to be perfect graphics. Like, like there can be like the physics play into it too, uh, in, in some way. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely, so, they do. Yeah, yeah, because you can have a game that looks amazing, but if uh, the combat is janky or unsmooth, or if uh, the way the the that your character interacts with the environment, if that's not polished well, it'll ruin everything. Yeah. Did, you probably saw the same videos I saw of this, like, like the trailers and whatnot. There, there was a time like where he kind of is, is around some NPCs that are discussing some things. And there's actually two groups of NPCs and, and he's like kind of between them. Like to me that, that does a lot for buy-in. Like, like you know, it really yeah. felt like he was in a forest and, and, you know, you really became yeah, exactly. aware of that distance between him and the, those NPCs. and Yeah, and he drops down, and he's <laughs> crawling, and he's being all stealthy, and then he finds another NPC that's got his back to him, comes up and just, oh, silent kill, <laughs> yeah. you know, ching. You're like, oh, I love that stuff, man. Yeah. The old sword under the chin seems like real, it seemed, Yeah, dude, I hate to go back to Ghost of Tsushima, but you get your, uh, you got your short sword. I'm trying to remember the name of it. You got the katana. And uh, God, I used to know oh, that. Gosh, I'm kicking myself in the butt right now for not it's remembering. It's not the sigh. The sigh. 
is what it's called. Oh, now I got to bring it up. I'm going to use a cheat code. Uh, I feel like back in my ninja days, I, I called that a sigh, like your little side knife. Um, um, dang, man. Yeah, I don't, Anyways, I don't really remember where. I can't remember, and it's not coming up quickly, so I don't want to spend too much time looking for it. Uh, I'll point out for our listeners, like a little, like, like give a shout out to a TikTok channel I saw that was pretty cool. Uh, it's called the Gaming Mixologist, and um, he pointed out that like if you play Mario backwards, it's a story about a guy that leaves his woman, and his life gets progressively easier and easier. <laughs> 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 You're right. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. No disrespect to the ladies, it's just the facts. Like it, it seemed pretty cool, but uh, um <laughs> It's it says it's called the Sakai Tanto. Is it a Tanto? That doesn't make sense. I don't remember it saying Tanto. It doesn't matter. Let's move on because otherwise I'm just going to get stuck in this rabbit hole of uh, of Ghost of Tsushima. So, anyways, wrapping up Blight Survival. Is there anything else you wanted to throw in about that? Um, I know you had me almost wanting to look for that, but um, I had some notes on my phone here. I think the, like the Unreal Engine Five, like like sort of you know how 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 the buy-in really worked for me there. I think the permadeath, um, you know, aspect and the, the spores were really all I had. Like, like I felt like this game's going to have some playthrough, and, um, you know, as we kind of transition into our, our next, um, topic, like, like, um, I, I feel like it has more than, than even than Ragnarok or, or, or than God of War. Uh, in what more, aspect? More buy-in? More replayability. Um, one of the things that... Uh, oh, yeah, dude. I think I am, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, yeah. Before we do switch over to uh, the, the, uh, the, you know, the highly, highly anticipated Ragnarok, which has been out for a couple of days now, um, I hope that the developers are able to, you know, get this game out, Blight Survival. I hope they get the support and funding that they need, however they d- decide to approach it. I think they were looking at crowdfunding and other... not. I think they were trying to avoid crowdfunding and go with just some direct uh, form of sponsorship, maybe. I know they're looking for a publisher, too. And, of course, all of this may have changed while recording. You know, stuff changes quickly. But I think it would be fair to say that if it makes it out, it's going to be maybe a 2024 type of game. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think it'll see the light of day in 2023. But then again, it could. Who knows? But my, my feeling is, just like with any video game that I'm looking forward to, take your time. Just get it out, and when you do get it out, make sure it's done good. Yeah, take your time as long as it comes out. True, I, I'll, I'll add you know to those same sentiments. That, like I think things like the fact that we're talking about it now, like things have gone really well. Like like the proof of concept like got a, like millions of views, and you know that's a really good sign. And oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's gotten at least three or four of them from me. Yeah, I, 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 that was the next thing I, I was going to say. Like, if they do crowdfund it, I, I've got five on it. Like, <laughs> now say it with your rapper voice. No, no. I got five on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a video game. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do it. I do it for sure. Um yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I, I think it'll happen. I think we'll get a timeline in twenty twenty three. That's gonna be Chuck T's go. prediction. All right. Awesome. Moving on. So how's your God of War experience been? Well, how much did you, how much gameplay did you get in last night? I beat the first boss. Um, Damn. That crazy ass mofo that just keeps punching? Or is it? He kind of had a set of horns. Like, like it, it was like, it kind of seemed like we were just at a chill place where I was fighting some skeleton looking dudes and me and my boy. And next thing I knew, <laughs> up out of the ground. <laughs> me and my boy. <laughs> I, I said, I said, boy. Dude, what a hard <laughs> parent. Like, I, I, it reminded me so Kratos. Like, like, I think my dad had some Kratos in him. It reminded me like, <laughs> it was like everything that poor boy did, tried to do, he was on him hard. Like, like you know, I mean, it, it seemed like he was a tough dad for sure. He, he you know, they, they, like we went on this deer hunt. Like we kind of, you know, we, we it's like he, we're trying to, to see if he's ready to go on this like yeah you know i think his mother had died and and we were kind of you know working our way you know through and 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 atreus wasn't helping fight for a while but like once i made it to that boss he he was kind of like he was supporting me with the bow i could kind of call in his arrows and oh yeah man i know exactly what boss you're talking about did you get to the part where you have to fight that dude with like that it's just He's just pure punches. I forget his name, I'm not man. Why, dude? I died to the boss I just described probably five times. Like, like <laughs> I, yeah, it, it was uh, it was hard. It was a it was a different kind of experience. And and you had that you you were able to pick in the very beginning whether you wanted a story, a balanced experience, a challenge. Um, you know, I think there was maybe one level between God of War. Like, God of War was the, the pinnacle, essentially. Like yeah, you wanted to have badassery. Your, have your ass handed to you. Um, but mm-hmm. I feel like what I played was fairly hard. I, I mean, the controls are all new to me. So, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah. Hey, but I think this is a great way to enter into talking about Ragnarok um, because a lot of, a lot of uh, people that have reviewed it so far that have played it, and again, just for full disclosure, I have not played it yet, um, but I've, we have done a bunch of research into it, so we probably won't drop any spoilers, so that's a good thing. Don't worry about spoilers, listeners. But um, yeah, a lot of reviewers have said that it's like just a more badass, better, um, smoother, faster um more detailed version of God of War 2018, which is the one you were playing out, we were playing last night. So, in that light, in virtue of that, how did you feel? How did you feel about God of War 2018 in terms of just your overall gaming experience? You mentioned you got your ass handed to you a few times, and that can be frustrating with any game, no matter how good it is. But how did you feel about it? How did you feel about the graphics? How did you feel about the gameplay? I took some notes just, here. Just I'm, so I'm that gross. just so that we can go from from there into this new iteration. Well, what was the first thing that caught your eye? Like first thing that you mentioned about it, like that stuck with you. I, I think um, I'm going to be honest. Like like the cutscenes are pretty plentiful. Like like um, I, I had uh, <laughs> too much. <laughs> 
I, I I'm going to harken back to Dragon's Lair, which is in all cutscenes, essentially. Um, you know that that arcade uh, game that I, that I mentioned to you was the fifty center there at the Charlie's Arcade that that was my. You know, home home arcade as a child, and and, uh, and that's not a reference to Fifty Cent, uh, <laughs> fellow gamers. It, it was a reference to that. It was a, a coin op arcade game that yeah. required two quarters. Yeah, and it was a laser. One. It was a laser disc <laughs> game, which was kind of unique at that time. And 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 essentially, you were in a cartoon, and and you know there would be this little flash of light or something that would tell you which way to go. And if you pushed that way, you got one cut scene, and if you didn't, you got another one that you know might be an animation of you falling and dying and all that. And and um, yeah, this definitely isn't to that extent, but. At first, I was I was in it, and and especially since it said you know do, if the easiest difficulty was just to see a story. So I tried to think to myself. I, I'd been watching some ga- live gameplay of of the newest one, so I, I kind of had an idea of what was coming. And and uh, yeah, like to just simply answer your question, like um, I thought, okay, this is kind of more like a movie. You know, you know, was was probably one of my first. You know, thoughts like like I was I was like, you know, if you're going to enjoy this, you probably better think of it more like a movie. Um, you know, and, and um, so, so I tried is, to really tie, you know, just absorb the cutscene. And my first thoughts were like, damn, that dude is a rough ass parent. Like that poor boy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me exactly of my dad. Like one time we bought a canoe and like, we took it out in the middle of winter to try it in and I fell in and like, like we had to load it back up. And I remember like, you know, trying to help my dad and, and he, and I was like, and he was like, I was like, let me help you, Dad. And he was like, get in the truck. <laughs> you want to help me? Get in the truck. Shut your mouth. Why? That's exactly what he said. <laughs> like, like, you know, Poor Chuck. Like, yeah, I went from, you know, excited getting to use the canoe to just, you know, like, I mean, his, his tone was like, you know, I just wish I had a boy that had some sense. You know, and that's the way I felt with that. And then when I found out, like, his mom had died, I, you know, it's like I say, I... I you know, I don't want to. You like, mean Atreus? Atreus? Yeah, I, I don't want to belabor. Like, like you, you asked a specific question. What was my first thing? Like, like I was like, boy, howdy, there, there's going to be some cutscenes in this, and and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I knew there were big enemies coming, so so you know, it was worth it. And, and I, I, I gotta say, I think that's interesting. Uh, I wasn't expecting that to be your answer, but I, I appreciate the 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 straightforward transparency, like because that just tells me that. You know, this game isn't going to be well in both both God of War 2018 and the new one Ragnarok. It isn't necessarily for everyone, and it isn't necessarily going to be perfect for for everyone, because it's getting a lot of hype, man. Mm-hmm. Ragnarok is getting a lot of positive hype. I haven't so to be perfectly honest, I have I haven't seen any negative reviews. Your comments right now are literally the first thing that I've heard from anyone that isn't necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like what you're saying is, is oh, it kind of seems like a movie to me. <laughs> a lot of cutscenes. I, I want to get to the, I want to get to it. That's not a positive review the way I'm absorbing it from you. So mm-hmm. I'm in a way it's interesting because I haven't heard anything like that yet. I've only heard amazing stuff. And I know that it's because it's super brand new. It just came out last Wednesday. There are obviously going to be, negative reviews there probably already are or maybe not necessarily negative but just people saying well you know it's kind of got this going it's kind of got that going and it could have been better in these aspects but that's cool man that's it's it's yeah. it's cool to hear a different opinion you know and, and granted 
we're ta- you're talking about a uh, God of War 2018. Um, mm-hmm. That may be different, you know. If when we get to play Ragnarok, it may be a lot different because, uh, also in, in what I've heard, and I should have made that distinction that you're obviously referring to the original Ragnarok. Uh, excuse right. me, uh, God of War 2018. Right. Which was wasn't the first God of War game. It was just the first one with uh, the Norse mythology going. So. From what I've gathered, uh, a lot of the people that have played through both and have reviewed the new one is that they actually put a lot of effort in taking those aspects that were kind of like, oh, you know, lots of cutscenes, or, oh, Kratos moves kind of slowly. He doesn't get up cliffs fast enough. He doesn't slip through walls quick enough. He's kind of uh, janky or doesn't, he's not as swift, you know, and efficient or whatever. Um, hey, the combat combat is a little stale. You got a great, great, great formula, but there needs to be more, um, and so on and so forth. So it looks like um, Santa Monica Studio heard all of that and really polished all of those little blemishes out in this new iteration, this second uh, North, Norse myth- mythology installment with uh, the Ragnarok game. Sorry, that yeah. was long-winded, but no. so... Maybe in this newer one, the cutscenes have been cut down a little bit. It doesn't feel like such a movie. I, I, it's hard to I, say. I, I think it has to some degree. I, I've watched, a, I would say, at least an hour or two of, of live gameplay, like people live streaming this on on uh, on TikTok. And, um, Did I, you say, hell, that I'll take some spoilers for the team? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, I, 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 I think what I saw, like... like yeah, yeah, I probably did get a spoiler or two in there, but but I also saw enough to see that yeah, there are still some cutscenes for sure, and and I, I know like like to further kind of go down that that rabbit hole with my experience with the the first God of War, I did feel a little you, you know obviously coming from Ark and and some of the things I've been into lately, I, like I felt the fact that I wasn't in a completely open world, like I was on a rail of sorts because Atreus was kind of heading in a certain path and I had to follow him, you know, and there were, there were items off to the left and right, like, like possibly like areas that looked like they needed to be explored for loot. And, and, you know, I didn't know how far to go with that. Like, was I going to lose him or, you know, be wandering? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's see, that's another thing that, uh, some, like I got a lot of, feedback for this video like in preparing from the game ranks before you buy with jake baldino mm-hmm. i love his uh his videos the before you buys because he's i think he's really good at just hitting the main points of reviewing something um and of course i watched other content and i uh, got the playstation page up in fact let me read from that uh really quick after um so oh gosh i lost my uh chuck help me out here what was i just talking about I think. Oh, just the just the fact that you're like what you mentioned, um, the open world, the the side quests, open world aspect. That they really well, worked on that apparently in this new one. Well, then, are you on a rail or not? Like, like, is there just one sort of path? I, I mean, obviously, you are to some degree. There, there's some. I, I, that was right. That's right. I saw people playing the new one, like like where they they felt like they were on a rail. Like, like I don't think it's a huge spoiler. At some point, you're you're driving a chariot like thing and. And, you know, the guy was like, oh, I can get off anytime I want. Like, like it, it took him a minute to realize that. And, um, you know, he started getting off and, and doing a little bit more exploring, um, you know, kind of thing. And Exactly. That's what I was, that's, sorry, I totally had a brain fart there. But that's what I was going to get at is that 
amongst those things that they supposedly worked out in this new Ragnarok one uh, game is that that it doesn't feel quite linear and it doesn't feel quite open world. That mm-hmm. really it, there's actually just a bunch of really large open areas that you can explore. Um, and that, but there's still just enough li- linearness, you might call it, or direction that you won't ever like get lost or feel like you don't know where to go. So yeah. they apparently worked on that well. We'll see. You know, there'll certainly be a lot more gameplay. I'm going to probably get the game as uh, as soon as possible. There's some other games that I'm trying to lock down, but I'll definitely be getting the God of War Ragnarok at some point, and then I'll be able to, maybe we can have a recap episode. Yeah. But um yeah cuz you put as you point out like like each one of those things there's a limit where it's too far like like it, it, you know obviously being on too much of a rail or linear approaches is, is is you know maybe not not as fun or, or not good for replayability. No. And but also like centered around like looking through the menus and lists of objectives trying to figure out where the hell you're supposed to go from here isn't much fun <laughs> either. like you know I've, yeah. done, I've done that you know recently i forget what game i was just like oh uh, no man's sky remember when we were playing no man's sky and like you know i just was standing there at that computer like like you know what am i supposed to do next and <laughs> it's like i would read it again uh no oh, that doesn't help so let me read this real quick from the uh, PlayStation uh, page. It says, so it was released on Wednesday. Uh, from Santa Monica Studio comes the sequel to the critically acclaimed God of War 2018. Uh, Fimble Winter is well underway as and Kratos and Atreus must journey to each of the nine realms in search of answers as, as guardian forces prepare for the prophesized battle that will end the world. Along the way, they will explore stunning, mythical landscapes and face fearsome enemies in the form of Norse gods and monsters. The threat of Ragnarok goes ever closer. Kratos and Atreus must choose between their own safety and the safety of the realms. Um, so that's just a little little text there from the PlayStation page, but yeah, well, it's, it, it, it seems like it's just, you know a similar story type to the first game that we both played. But a, just a new adventure, and from what I've gathered, you may have noticed this in the gameplay you watch. I didn't really watch any gameplay, to be honest with you. I only watched reviews. But it seemed like Atreus in this one is kind of leading the story, leading the adventure, um, the the son. Mm-hmm. Where in the first one, in the 2018 game, uh, Kratos was really like showing him, teaching him, leading him. Follow, you know, follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Belittling him. (laughs) Um, Go ahead, Chuck. Toughening him up. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Dad. You really connect with this this relationship here, didn't you? I told you about leaving the lights on at my house. Like, it was enough to get this started. Like, so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Shout out to Dad. Toughened me Um, up for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm, and it seems like Atreus is in this new game. Atreus is the one that's saying, "Like, hey, man, follow me. I'm gonna lead the way." It uh, leads the adventure instead of Kratos journeying around the mythological world. Not quite open world, not quite linear. Lots of large areas to explore. Those were some of my notes, but um, well, I'm afraid I'm gonna maybe drop some spoilers here by just asking these questions. Mm. But I feel like I can like, like give a spoiler alert if you must. Spoiler alert. How many seconds do we get? 
Um, I feel like that's, Do the enough, that's enough. Like, hey, folks, I'm about to ask some questions because I don't, you know, I just don't know. But was was there any? I'm going to ask it in a weird way, so so you'll you'll probably know what I'm talking about. If like, you're asking the listeners, ask them and tell them to let us know. Tell them to write in. Was there leave any a comment? Okay, was there any bestiality in the first game? <laughs> Why are you asking that? Well, well, it's a, it, it's not exactly what it means, but what I'm really asking did did at any time did you turn into an animal? Uh, in the first game, mm-hmm. I didn't finish it, so I don't know. I feel like you've gone pretty far enough that you would have seen that part. So, so yeah, no, that that doesn't happen in the new. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, I, I did man. say spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in some gameplay, and and, and that was like like that's what I'm I'm jazzed about. Like it looked fun as shit. Like like uh, your boy Atreus there turned into a bear and and was shit stomping some people. Yeah, it looks like you get to play as him at times. And um, damn man, dude, I saw this. It's almost like it, like he goes Hulk mode. Like like when he gets like really emotional somehow. Something he turns into a freaking bear, and I mean it went was from it like, grizzly. Yeah, yeah, at least like <laughs> it was a brown bear, like for sure. Like it wasn't polar bear, like like colors or whatever. But yeah, it was a huge bear compared to the enemies, and you know not quite boss size, but I would say between where Atreus was or Kratos was before and boss size, like like a mid, you know, kind of <laughs> like size, a mid semi boss size, and dude, grizzly bear. <laughs> And he was fucking shit slapping people. He was like, you know, I'm a bear. Like the guy playing it, like kind of, you know, said, oh shit, I'm a bear. And he was just laughing like. (laughs) Yeah, it looked fun Uh, as hell. It looked super fun. uh, Yeah. uh, Ask me what I am. What are you? I'm a bear. (laughs) (laughs) And and, I mean, like if, if you were to... You know, asked me earlier, like, what was your favorite part? My favorite part was the stun grab. Like, like there was a thing that, like, when I got that boss on the ropes and finally got his health bar down, you know, in the original God of War, you know, we're back to, or whatever. But, uh, I, you know, the, it was like I had to hit circle or something like that, and, and, and I jumped up and grabbed him by his neck and, and like, you know, broke his freaking neck, like, kind of dragging him to the ground and... um. Damn yeah, man, I like I'm gonna that have part. to re-download that and finish it. I liked that part. I liked that, that like the stun grab, like you know, just how huge that that you know boss was, and and that I was Damn. able to manipulate him like that, and it felt real satisfying. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I th- I think um, I, I would definitely try this game. There's no kind of co-op in these kind of things, right? Like, like, is there any kind of online part to it? Or? No, no, I don't, I don't believe so. That would be cool. Let me bring it up real quick. Just to, just to see. Um, no, it's single player. That's a action adventure hack and slash single player platforms. PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five. That's it, man. It's exclusive. Yeah, I saw you put here in our notes like forty hours approximately of gameplay uh, for this new one, and, and like, you know, when I'm in these like Discord servers, like trying to join a new tribe in the in the new fancy arc server there on the pc it's like you know i can't even get them to respond to me unless i got four four k 
hours. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been playing on PlayStation. (laughs) Not the same. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. So it made me, I was just like, yeah, this is 40 hours. That's a child's toy. I think it's fair to say that, uh, yeah, 40 hours, man, no. No, you're not gonna. No one's gonna recruit your ass. <laughs> well, and you know, and I mean, it's like I say, you could play through this again. It, it, the, you know, this new God of War. You know, it says forty hours approximately. So, it, it's a thing. That, it again makes me think if you approach it kind of like a movie, um, it, it, it there'll be some benefit to that. And that see, that's you mentioned this earlier. You mentioned it as the buy-in as well. I think it's fascinating how how our brains work because yeah i mean like when i play things like ark or rust or um no man's sky i suppose some of this uh eve but mostly like ark and rust to be honest with you because like you'll get to a point where because of the you know it's not linear like you kind of in a, in a weird as my dad would say in a weird sitcomic way you feel you feel like you're in the game, like you don't feel like you're playing a game at, to some to some extent. Like mm-hmm. you do, obviously, you know it's a game and everything like that. But you really get into it with the open world survival games, you know. Yeah. And when you know when you with a game like, uh, it's got like God of War, and uh, many like it. It does seem like a movie in a way, because like I mean, there's a story. You get to the end. There's a final boss, final stage. You beat it, and from that point on, I mean, you can play it again. Let's say there's three alternate endings. You play it three alternate times, you get the three alternate endings, and then you've covered that basis. You could do all of those again in extra hard difficulty. Story ain't going to change. That's it. You've you've pretty much, you've capped off. That's it. You're not going to get anything new out of it. But every Mm -hmm. time I start a new arc adventure... Every single time, it's going to be a new arc adventure. True. And I have no idea what's going to come. Every time I play Rust, and I go in and, uh, you know, it's a fresh wipe, and I want to see how how good I can do, how far I can get, it's always going to be a new story. New adventure, new anxieties, new stresses, new pleasures, new successes, um, new friends, potentially. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just, it's just completely different from the linear hack and slash style or like like it's a movie i just think it's i guess what i'm getting at is that when you reference like them being like a movie that's just an extremely fair statement in my mind and and it's a more single player oriented experience like i i think you know especially for yourself and, and me included like like that's one of the things I like about the arc is, is playing with other people. Like, like I, I think I enjoy playing alone more than others, but it's typically like building something that I'm later going to share with people. Like, like it's not yeah. like, it's just for me. And like, I don't give a shit if anyone ever sees it. Like I know eventually like you guys are going to be back on and you're going to be like, you know, well, Hey, that's cool. Or like, you know, I like this dino you found or like, damn, dude, look at all these resources <laughs> you've got. Like, yeah. Something, you know, like, like, Hey, uh, can I join your tribe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, and you know, and that's the whole purpose. Hell yeah. Of but it. you ain't getting no admin. 
<laughs> Don't <laughs> touch my Argentavis. <laughs> Don't touch the element. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, even even when I do do play in a lot, like it's kind of by yourself or, or, you know, it's to share with folks later. But this game seemed more like a, a, a single person experience. I mean, obviously you could talk about it, you know, later. I think those boss fights stand out to me as, as like one of the things that... Uh, yeah, just the the hugeness of the bosses, man. Like, are just nuts. Like, some of the gameplay I saw, like, like, yeah, dude. There's bosses that are, like, like look like a mountain or something in the background. Like, like, yeah, you, you know, they're that size. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're interacting with the, the tiny little you. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a real place for these games. There, of course, there is. There always has been. Um, you know, we got, uh, you know, Witcher, uh, the games, the games that I enjoy that are, are the style are, you know, we got Witcher three, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Elden Ring mm-hmm. cra- is, is crazy, spectacular, uh, God of War, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's plenty of games like this, but they really do, you know, scratch the itch of a linear type hack and slash experience. We'll call it a movie experience. It's, I think that's such a great metaphor mm. that you you know like our comparison man it's like you're living out a movie in a video game mm-hmm. and then you know you can rewatch it because you enjoyed it and you can rewatch it again but eventually you're going to stop watching it you know yeah it, and and you, know, some... you, you can only watch tremors and tremors too which were the only good tremors if you ask me you can only watch those tremors movies so many times before you know okay you're like all right i got enough kevin bacon <laughs> you can never have too much Kevin Bacon <laughs> no. or bacon like, in just, general. Let's just set the record straight. You can never have enough too. Yeah. They're it's under the damn ground. All bacon. <laughs> but uh no, uh go out go go back and watch those movies if you haven't seen them, fellow gamers. Tremors and Tremors 2. Classics. You know what I'm talking about. Well, one thing I have to mention before we sort of leave the 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 cutscene kind of topic is that you know, I, I went into it thinking that, like, I'm I'm watching a movie and, and I'm going to really relish this and, and just, you know, kind of embrace it as a new experience. And I would say about the third cut scene, I was I was pushing buttons, you, you know, like like to see if there was a way I, to skip I, on. I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. I'm over it. I, I want to keep hacking and slashing. Yeah, not, yeah, I was excellent. Not watching, uh, not having uh, existential crisis periods, watching the replays of my relationship with my... <laughs> Sorry, I think maybe you had a connection to that kind of it was it was hitting you in your soft spot. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, I was hitting the X button. I was I was, you know, just seeing can we can we skip a little, you know, skip back to so, like know. why isn't this working? Yeah. <laughs> what I, if I hold? And I loved throwing that axe and calling it back. Like like that was so much fun. You, you know. Oh, and, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and and I think that's it. I think that's one of the things that's driving the success of this second game, is is everyone has their own little thing that they probably liked about the first one. You know, I think for a lot of people, I think for me, from what I've seen so far, it's going to be the boss fights, and, and which know. there's supposed to be more of in this new one. Yeah, and more boss fights and more like more sub bosses. Well, and I, I will kind of point out the format of the the live streaming on um, TikTok is like you you you. You know, and I assume Twitch, I haven't done a lot of watching folks on Twitch, but like you you can kind of type questions to the guy and like he's playing this game and, you know, and during the cut scene is like a good time for him to look over and see what folks are asking. And uh, I asked the guy like what his favorite part 
you know, thus far of the game as he was playing through it. And, and this guy did like a, I think like 40 hours straight or something. And, uh, he said the but like he said I don't want to spoil it like for people but he was like you, you know he was like people that know will know like he he said the boss you know that boss fight and and yeah I I think I saw what he was talking about and it's what I'm saying like like the the ultimate boss that was that was running the fight was about the size of a mountain like he was in the way background it looked like like you know and damn damn yeah damn 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 yeah all right well I think. Would you recommend this game based off what you know mm. about it? Yeah, I think I would so. certainly recommend it because uh, it's you know it's a it's a uh, you know triple A game, triple A studios creating a triple A product where they took the successes of their previous game, worked on them. They got the DNA of a, ma- a great game there and the formulas for great combat, hack and slash combat. They took all of that, made it even better. And it sounds like they also heard the the critiques of their player base with a lot of man- uh, controls, maneuverability of Kratos, um, lack of boss fights, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they really built on that, fixed those gaps, you know, like just... They polished the game, made stuff better, fixed the stuff that didn't work well, and sounds like it's just an overall epic game. Yeah. Yeah. 40, 40 hours approximately of gameplay. And uh, I mean, that, that's it. That's it. That's all I got for you on God of War Ragnarok. Get after it. Yeah. I love Viking lore anyway. Like, and I think yeah just that in general like is a good reason for folks to come out (laughs) uh, give it a shot yeah Yeah. i'm with you on that man have you seen vikings on netflix i had to nope out like when they did the the blood eagle i think it was like like, you noped out after that i i said like i'm very close to noping out and like i would say not 30 minutes later i was watching something about the placenta of a newborn child you know something going on there and i noped out that was it i was like Dude, i gave what are you getting into man i gave it a second How chance do you find these things it's in the show like it was in the show oh oh in the same i'm oh, sorry i thought you like i thought you were watching the bloody eagle noped out and decided to go watch the, the, no, the, the placenta <laughs> like what are you doing? i was like i should nope out now but i've enjoyed it thus far i'm gonna give it one more chance and and literally within 30 minutes later of watching i was in another nope out situation and was just like mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm done with this series <laughs> yeah, no no oh, and, and just for the record if you pull my lungs out my back i'm going to scream <laughs> like a girl <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. yeah 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 there'll be no entering valhalla for me like apparently uh on those mm. grounds but um but yeah yeah, I love that stuff. So yeah, I definitely recommend it, and uh, it was fun looking into it. And I'm gonna play some more of that. You know, now that I got it downloaded. So, awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, maybe we can get some uh, some gaming in this weekend. Yeah. Hope everyone out there is having an amazing, uh, you know, just November. Uh, November so far. Halloween just passed us. Hope you had a great Halloween. Thanksgiving is coming up. We hope you get to have a a lovely Thanksgiving with friends and family. Um, Chuck, you want to, you got anything for, uh, for our listeners on, on the 
Yeah, I would love it if folks would get in touch with us somehow, you, you know, by our, our um, um, information there. We, we've got our, our, our Gmail and all that that out there for folks. And, and uh, yeah, I'd love to hear some ideals for new shows and, and what you're Some thinking. ideals? Some ideas. Oh. <laughs> some ideas? Oh. <laughs> I always give them a hard time, listeners. I always give Chuck yeah. a hard time. And, and also for our listeners, it's actually a malapropism, and he doesn't know it, and that's the that's the actual joke that's going on here. <laughs> no, you're just, whatever, don't cover it with look, that. Look up malapropism. Ideally, a, do you, know you what? would say ideas instead of ideals. All right, Brainiac. <laughs> I'm just... What, do you know what... <laughs> Do you know what a malpropism uh, is? Hold on, let me look it up. Can I do that? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's like a no, fr- friend with Benedict's is a good one. Uh. <laughs> friend with what? <laughs> you just, no, stop, stop, yeah. stop. Oh, I'm just messing with you. Um, mm. When is our next episode going to come out? Uh, it's going to come out on the 26th. When, it's, when is Thanksgiving? It's going to be close to Thanksgiving, isn't it? Yeah. All right, so we're not going to wish you a happy Thanksgiving yet. All right, I take that back, what I said earlier. You know, what is today? Saturday? Have a nice Saturday. That's all you yeah. get from me. Yeah. I hope you had a, <laughs> I hope you had a nice Halloween, though. That's for sure. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, definitely check us out on the, on the interwebs. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash New Wave Gaming Podcast. I think I may have changed it, Chuck. On Facebook. No, I didn't. It's still facebook.com forward slash new wave gaming podcast, all one word, lowercase. Um, we, ha- we have a handle on our YouTube now. I guess we're, we got past a, a threshold and we have a handle now. Nice. You can find us at uh, youtube.com forward slash NWG podcast. No, no underscores, no points. I'm confused though because I think it might be youtube.com forward slash at. NWG podcast. Let me try that real quick. I didn't realize that Which was is, a process you had to get to get the handle. Wow. Oh uh, yeah, man. Process and a half. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see though. I wanna oh, I don't wanna I don't wanna spread false information. I want people to be able to find us nice and easy. Okay, yeah. So it, it's it's youtube.com forward slash at NWG podcast. And that'll bring up our our YouTube page there. Um, yep, there it is. Definitely check us out there. Subscribe. It'll help us out a bunch to get out there more on YouTube. And if you, uh, if you enjoy our content, definitely leave us a, a like or a, you know, a five-star rating, a review if you can, depending on what podcast uh, app that you listen to podcasts on. I think if you're on Apple, you can leave us a review. That'd be awesome. We'd appreciate that tremendously. We'll We'll shout you out and read it here on the podcast. Even if it's a negative review, even if you're just tearing us a new one, we'll read it out. You know, as long as it's five stars, why not? That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, we're always open to, um, to ideas and input. You know, we're always looking for um, stuff we can get out there that you'll enjoy, maybe new segments. I do have a couple of segment ideas, Chuck. Uh, we can touch on them here after we're done recording. But yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Good or bad, no biggie. And the more, uh, the more you, um, you know, shout, shout us out there on the, or not shout us out, but the more love we get, the more people will hear this podcast, and it'll get out to more folks, and and uh, that'd be awesome. Just so we can, you know, spread the love, get out to more folks, spread the love. Yeah. 
Anything else, man? I think that's it, man. It's been a good show. Cool. All right. Well, everyone, have an awesome Saturday. This has been New Wave Gaming Podcast, episode 15 on Minecraft, Ragnarok, uh, God of War Ragnarok, Blight. And we don't have a name for this episode yet, but we'll find one. <laughs> this is the most professional podcast that Chuck and Tomahawk and myself do. It's actually the only podcast that we do, and we love that you're here joining us. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. Chuck. Yeah. Kick it in the chungus. <laughs> Signing out. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>